It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic are looking to forget about their Champions League pain When they host Dunfermline in the Betfred Cup Hearts are already through After seeing off Motherwell in miserable conditions at Fir Park And Rangers and Aberdeen's journey towards potential silverware resumes tomorrow After their European exploits I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Well the most interesting thing for me Gordon Will be uh, Neil Lennon's team selection After that game against Cluj and Alison and Gordon DL will bring us up to speed with that in a few seconds but the fury over the decision to play Callum McGregor as a left back Scott Brown's performance in general the goalkeeping situation a lot for the Celtic fans to chew over as they make their way to Celtic Park this afternoon where there is no hiding place Celtic have won 27 cup ties in a row over the last three years they must want to continue with that record because anything other than that today against Inferman and Parkhead really would be rocked to the foundations. Well, Gordon DL and Alison Conroy, don't keep the old man waiting. Give us the team news ahead of that one this afternoon. It is five changes for Celtic this afternoon after that defeat to Cluj in midweek. No Scott Bain, of course, because he's injured. Also, no Scott Brown, James Forrest, Jozo Simonovic or Olivier Incham in that starting 11. So it will be Craig Gordon in goal, a back four of Hatem Abdelhamid, Chris Iyer, Chris Julian and Bolly Bolingoli back at left back and it'll be near Beaton and Callum McGregor. In the midfield, it will then be Mikey Johnson, Ryan Christie and Odson Edward. Up top, it will be Lee Griffiths. On the bench for Celtic, Hazard, Hayes and Cham, Morgan, Shved, Forrest and Bio. Still waiting on the Dunfermline team appearing. Gordon Dale, we look at the Celtic team Five changes, no Scott Brown. Yeah, not surprised with that, Alison. I think it's uh, an afternoon that he can um, give Scott Brown a, a little bit of a rest. Um, he'll manage him through the season. He's a very important player. He's a captain. I know he came in for a bit of stick on Tuesday. Didn't have his greatest game, but Scott Brown's a big, big uh, player for Celtic. Very important player. Very attacking lineup. Some Celtic fans may think, is it three days, four days too late? Uh, Julian in there, Bolingoli in there. Um, we know what happened, we know what the talking points have been, but I just feel that Celtic with the, the firepower, Edward and Griffiths together today, wonder if Edward will just play off the left-hand side and Griffiths will mm. play as that lone striker, be very interesting to see, still a very, very strong team you've got to say. Two weeks ago we were sitting here, Alison, and at half-time Celtic were getting applauded off the pitch and Tuesday night they were getting booed off the pitch, they've got to respond this afternoon. Still waiting, as I say, for the Dunfermline team, but those five changes for Celtic this afternoon. Brown, Forrest, Simonovic, and Cham and Bain all dropping out. You've already heard from Hugh Keevans. Mark Wilson, what do you make of that Celtic team? I don't think it's a surprise, Gordon. Um, like Daz was saying there, Scott Brown, no surprise. A lot of games in a season. James Forrest, you know, has played plenty of football since last season, started so well. So I'm not really surprised by any of the changes. It's a, a chance to get Julian in the team, ball and goalie, perhaps a wee bit of confidence. Um, the interesting thing is how the Celtic players pick themselves up It'll be interesting to see what the atmosphere is like around Celtic Park today Because, listen, I've been there after European disappointments um, Bad results And you have to go and, and really pick yourself up But pick the crowd up as well Because there's a lot of people still hurting It's still fresh in the memory And it's up to the 11 today who start To really start quickly And try and drum up the atmosphere And try and get everybody Not to forget it, but 
concentrate on the good football uh, that's on the park today. And it's a hard ask, but that's what you're charged with that responsibility to go out and entertain. An early goal does that though, yeah, does it, yeah. Willow? Because if you get an early goal, then the fans get behind what's actually happening. I think if it, if it festers on for 20, 25 minutes, the crowd get a bit restless and then, you know, they're kind of going to start the murmuring. But goals. Would decide this early doors for me I think it would be too much uh, That Celtic having a locker Well Neil Lennon has No hiding place As I say uh, The fans are restive uh, Celtic have hearts To follow this game And then the Rangers match At Ibrox So these are demanding times And Momentum has to be restored today uh, The only thing a player has After a miserable night Like the one against Cluj Is the next game In which the cleanse the club of the disappointment of going out of the Champions League. That's Celtic's task today. Let's hear from Neil Lennon. I don't want to change it too much. You know, we'll, there will be, you know, maybe one or two changes coming in. But there are players informed that sometimes when they're informed, you want to, they want to keep going. And I understand that as well. And we have to respect them firmly. Watched them the opening game of the season against, you know, Dundee, and they were very, very good. And it's an opportunity to, you know, get get a game under a belt and, and try and bounce back. And we've got a, a trophy to defend. So all, all those are my thoughts, you know, going into this game. These players go through a test of character every time they put on a Celtic shirt. You know, the pressure is is big, the expectation is big. You know, they have got character in abundance. These players, and they've shown that time and time and time again. You know, you have to keep proving yourself. You know, whether you're a manager, whether you're a player, you have to get up in the morning and go. Can you do things better? Can you improve? And that's what we all strive to do. And these players are no different, as am I. Ah, the beauty of a pre-recorded yes. clip where Neil Lennon says we'll make one or two changes, but in actual fact, uh, it's five. Uh, Gordon DL, when you, you talk about Scott Brown, and it's very easy to try and draw conclusions from the, the you know the defeat to Cluj. But even before that game, everyone was saying Celtic are going to have to manage Scott Brown differently this season. So I would imagine. That you know that would always have been in the plan, regardless of what happened against Clues during the week. Yeah, I think it would have been. Um, you look at the starting eleven. Um, if that can't take care of uh, Dunfermline this afternoon, no disrespect to the pars, but it should be enough, especially with the firepower they've got. It's a good opportunity, especially with the games coming thick and fast. Um, it's not like Scott Brown's at the end of his career. You look at across the city, Defoe, for instance, at 37, still going very strong, looks very sharp, very fit. The way these players are looked after now and the way they look after themselves in the modern-day game, these players play a lot, lot more years than, than guys like myself and you know years gone by. But I just think it is with James Forrest being rested as well. I think that's a good opportunity for him. It's a squad game. You look at Rangers, Rangers have got a big squad, Celtic have got a big squad, it's got a lot of quality. The big two question marks today, certainly, and I know it's uh, you know a championship team they're playing at home and it should be very comfortable, but the big two questions will be the centre-half and the left-back. They need a big performance because I wasn't impressed with Julian at Motherwell last week and I will take into factor that he's not played a lot of games, but when you're the height of him and the ball comes in the box and you lose a header, um, and it causes a goal at Motherwell score to make it 5-2, then I think you start looking at that. Ball and golly come in for a hell of a lot of stick, you've got to say. Uh, I watched him here in his first game against St. Johnson, and I thought he played very, very well. And the big surprising thing in the Tuesday for me was not the fact that can you trust him. This is a guy you trusted when you played away from home in the first leg, which I think would have been harder. Why not trust him at home? 
uh, when you're drawn 1-1 and you've got the, the advantage of going through to the next round uh, Gordon you know the way this city works we change our moods from one day to the next one hour to the next sometimes for all this uh, doom and gloom that seems to be around Celtic at the moment it's perhaps worth bearing in mind this is a team that has not lost a single cup game in three seasons yes Europe was disappointing the other night but their recent cup record has been unbelievable yeah, um, you've got to say, Gordon, yeah, I think everybody's disappointed the reaction on Tuesday night. But the, the, the bread and butter of it all is basically the league. This is a good opportunity to keep their cup run going, as you say. They've won back-to-back trebles. They'll be wanting to keep in the next round. They will get into the next round of that, I'm sure. And I'm not being disrespectful to an old teammate of mine, Stevie Crawford. He'll do everything he can to put up a good show here today. But, um, you know, everybody wants to be in the cup. They want to keep going. It's so exciting for the fans to see who you get drawn with against. And, you know, and can you get to the final again? Can you win another, the first silverware? It gives you a bit of confidence. So this is a big game for Celtic. But I think everybody coming along here. And my, I think Alec touched on it there. I think he's correct. Celtic need an early goal and, and can, I think they'll get it And can anyone remember what accolade What prestigious accolade Stevie Crawford holds As a Scottish football player Yeah he was saying top goal scorer to me No nope, it's not that one Anyone else? Any takers? We're starting the quizzing early today Only player to play with Daz and Mark I think that's right isn't it? Uh, the only player to play with Mark Wilson young, and Gordon Deere oh, I forgot about <laughs> On a serious serious note Gordon What type of challenge For him this afternoon Because he will be All too too aware Of Celtic's strengths But it's hardly Going to be a raucous crowd There might be rumblings If he can keep them Quiet early on Will these all be The the sort of cliches That will be going Through his head At the moment Yeah that'll be his tactics I know he came out And he was talking About the old days At Wraith Rovers When underdogs Completely different today He's at Celtic Park Uh, He's got off to a fairly quiet start, you know, they played in the first game of the season against Dundee uh, on TV, I watched that and I thought they played very well that night and Dundee managed to get a draw, they drew against Queen of the South, but the one thing about Stevie Crawford and his assistant manager who played in that uh, team as well, Jason Dare, they're very confident in their own ability, they'll set out their stall, they'll try and make it very difficult uh, for Celtic, but as I say, I just got a feeling this afternoon that Celtic will come out the traps and be in the front foot very quickly. And if they get that quick goal, it could be a long afternoon. I've been there, I've been in a dugout when, you know, it's a long day against uh, one of the old firm sides. So I just wish them all the very, very best. Uh, but I don't think this is what it's all about for them. I think uh, the championships has bread and butter as well. So this is a, a good experience to come along here and go up against the top team just now in Scottish football Okay, let's leave that there and start going around the grounds ahead of some other big games in the Betfred Cup this afternoon let's go to the Energy Check Stadium at Firhill Partick Thistle against Ross County Fraser Wishart is there Yeah, an interesting one here and apologies for anybody if the wind starts to go up because as always it's very blowy and blustery here at Firhill the winter coat's on but the pitch is looking great the sun's out and I think we're set for I think what will be a fascinating match here because when you think back 15 months both teams were relegated from the Premiership and uh, Ross County of course were fortunate enough as I said last week at Tynecastle that they're able to keep their team together and they came straight back up Party of course had a troubled season not only avoiding relegation but since Gary Caldwell came in and since January they had a really decent record but only one point in the first two league games not the best starts but they did come through the qualifiers of course in the League Cup to get to, to this stage and both teams know each other well and played in the Championship last season as well saw Ross County last week versus Hart, they're a good side, very strong physically, they're good footballers in the right areas and should have beaten Hearts comfortably to be honest with you so this will be a difficult one for Partick Thistle 
But uh, this will be in news for the off-the-field stuff more this season to do with the boardroom, takeovers, finances, but a great opportunity for Gary and the players at home to Ross County to get themselves into the last eight of the Cup, and that would get them the publicity they, they actually deserve. I haven't quite got the teams yet, Gordon. They're just coming to me as I speak, so I can shape them up, but I, I don't think there'll be too many changes for either team. As I said earlier, a tough game for Partick Thistle because County, big back four. They've got Ross Draper in the midfield. They've got Ross Stewart up front as well. They're a big, powerful team coming here in good spirits and in real confident mode having had a terrific end to last season terrific start to this season so a difficult one for Thistle but hopefully a big crowd and we'll get a good game as always at Firhill Don't know about summer football Hugh Keevans but Fraser Wishart's going to be blown away he's going to be blown down Mary Hill Road well, by the end of it if that sounds anything to go by Gordon Dale was telling us that over in the, the east end of Glasgow it's lovely but uh, in the north east at Mary Hill not so good Anyway we'll get the teams As soon as we possibly can From Fraser Wisher Let's go to Rugby Park An all premiership clash Between Kilmarnock and Hamilton uh, They know a bit about each other uh, Roger They met each other last week In the league of course Yeah they certainly did Aki's coming out 2-0 Victors there at the FOY Stadium As they now call it Gordon um, I noticed maybe in the middle of August A couple of managerial casualties Down south already Jan Seward Sacked by Huddersfield Last night after they lost You wonder who the first Managerial casualty in Scotland Will be and you wonder if he could be here at Kilmarnock because Angelo Alessio has already admitted this week he's feeling the pressure after three straight defeats. They lost here, of course, to Connors Key Nomads in the Europa League. They lost here in the last minute to Rangers in the league. And then there was that 2-0 defeat and quite a poor performance at Hamilton last week. Alessio's response is to drop Gary Dicker and Liam Miller in come Mohamed El Macrini and Ennis Cameron for his first start. He'll play up top with Eamon Brophy and that allows Alessio to go for the 4-4-2 system he prefers. As for Aki's well, Brian Rice is quite happy. Winners in the Premiership last week. His two goal scorers, Lewis Smith and George Oakley, both start. Blair Alston misses out and that means a start for Will Collar in midfield. With Brian Easton suspended after last week's red card and Kieran McKenna still on the injury list. That means a debut for 17-year-old centre-back Jamie Hamilton. The latest kid off this Hamilton conveyor belt of talent he was actually a product of the Giffnock Soccer Centre in Glasgow's South Side Gordon which as you know produced talent including the Liverpool and Scotland captain Andy Robertson so a lot to be expected from young Jamie this afternoon Kelly they'll go with uh, Laurentio Branescu in goals a back four Stephen O'Donnell Kurt Broadfoot Stuart Finlay and Greg Taylor across the middle Chris Burke Alan Power Mohamed El Macrini and Rory McKenzie and up top as we said Eamon Brophy with Ennis Cameron on the bench McDonald, Bruce, Dicker, Kelty, Miller Millen and Thomas Hamilton own Fon Williams who was outstanding last week he is in goal it's a back four of Aaron McGowan Jamie Hamilton Sam Stubbs and Scott McMahon just in front Darian McKinnon and Alec Gogic and then Ross Cunningham Will Collar and Lewis Smith behind George Oakley on the bench Southwood, Fjortov, Hughes Moyo, Ogumpo Mimno and Miller and the referee a very blowy rugby park as well as Kevin Clancy Fascinating one that Hugh Keevans an yeah. all premiership clash and like we saw with Hearts and Motherwell at last night everyone's Comes into the new season Full of hope Full of expectations And you know Your your cup dreams can be dashed Early on That brings its own type of pressure I agree with Roger You know The The, the sacking game uh, Could soon get underway Because people don't get time anymore And There's no point in blaming the media It's the world That we live in now And Angelo Alessio Is under pressure At Rugby Park He has to deliver today He has to keep them in the competition Against a side who beat them fairly easily last weekend So I think that Brian Rice is the one who can go into the game in a relaxed mode uh, Not so Angelo Alessio well, Last week I heard the contrary that Kelly actually had the majority play um, But for four Williams and goals who, who was terrific kept him out And obviously a 2-0 
defeat sounds more resounding than it perhaps was but obviously Alessio is thinking he needs to shake things up he's dropped his skipper um, he's obviously come out on social media and says a few things that how how he was gutted how they weren't good enough don't know if that's rubbed the manager up the wrong way but he's out the side and Miller who was so good for them last season out the side but there's no doubt about it Gordon he definitely needs a win today he can't go four in a row yeah, I find it interesting because I, we were talking just uh, when Daz was on there about um, you know uh, social media. I don't like it when your captain comes out and goes, "Well, we're rubbish today." I think the talking should be done on the pitch. Yeah, it's very yeah. easy to come out after the event, and they need to get it. I, I know there's been uh, some speculation about things behind the scenes. My understanding that's the case as well, and it's very difficult to turn that round. And the only way you can do it is with results like today. Try and progress in the cup and try and get some confidence. OK, we're going to get team news from Fraser Wishart We'll hopefully get team news from Hibs against Morton as well And as always, after the 20 past 2 break on a Saturday We look back on the week's biggest stories with all the team uh, Give you a couple of minutes to guess what they might be Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Celtic Dunfermline Kilmarnock Hamilton Partick Thistle Ross County And Hibs Morton The big games In the Betfred Cup today uh, We've also of course Waiting till tomorrow Before Rangers And Aberdeen Get involved Let's start going back Around the grounds And tidy up Some of the team news Fraser Wishart I believe Does have the starting 11s for Partick Thistle Against Ross County I do Gordon There's three changes From Partick Thistle's team That uh, lost to Dundee United A week ago on Friday Sneddon, Palmer and Robson All dropped to the bench Fox, Gordon and Devita Come in So Scott Fox returns in goals Back for Ryan Williamson Stephen Saunders Sean McGinty And James Penrice In midfield Shea Gordon And skipper Stuart Bannigan With Joe Cardle Kenny Miller And Rafa Devita Behind the lone striker Alex Jones The subs for Partick Thistle Are Jamie Sneddon Tamar Weir Tommy Robson Cammy Palmer Lewis Mansell Mohamed Niang And Evan Galasso For Ross County Three changes also From a team that Drew at Hearts last week uh, Vigers is injured And Morris and Mullen Dropped to the bench In come Watson Spittle and Chalmers Ross Laidlaw's in goals A back four Marcus Fraser Keith Watson Liam Fontaine And Sean Kelly In midfield Ex-party Thistle star Blair Spittle Ross Draper Joe Chalmers And Michael Gardine With Ross Stewart And Billy Mackay As the strikers Substitutes Jack Ruddy Callum Morris Lee Erwin Ian Vigers Tom Grzossi Sorry Josh Mullen And Harry Payton And the referee today At Farrell Is Barry Cook uh, so plenty to play for in that one between Partick Thistle and Ross County. The Jags have had a bit of a miserable time off the field, Hugh Keevens. And yeah. what, a, what a difference a cup win against Premiership opposition would make. I think they're doing very well to beat Ross County today. I'm very impressed by them at Tynecastle last weekend. Uh, it was, it's all gone quiet on Partick Thistle and the immediate future. I take it the players took the subway to Kelvin Bridge today and walked it up from there. Uh, <laughs> but that's not the main issue today. Can they remain in the competition? It's a money spinner while Celtic and Rangers are still there. But I can't see it. I honestly think that Ross County will win and win well. I think Gary Caldwell could do with a big win on his Partick Thistle CV. I was at the game last week against Dundee United and I was sitting uh, very close to the Thistle fans. And obviously Thistle went ahead, but United pegged them back, ended up going on and win the game. And a few of them venting their anger. You know, and of course it always gets pointed to the manager. But I just think a big win, you know, against a Premier League side would just ease that tension uh, that's circling for Hill. You know, it's a big season for them in terms mm. of rebuilding. And, you know, a win today would, would install so much confidence in that side. We will bring you team news ahead of Hibs against Morton. Don't forget, 4 for Livy uh, is the other game that completes the fixture card in the Betfred Cup today. Now, as always, at this time on a Saturday, we get all the guys involved and we look back on the biggest stories that have been dominating Scottish football this week. There's only really one place... To start Roger Hanna And that's in Europe 
mixed fortunes, safe to say. How would you sum up the, the bigger picture for us? Um, I think Celtic underachieved. When they lost the lead at 2-1, it was careless. When they lost it at 3-2, it was calamitous, Gordon. Um, after Ryan Christie scored the goal, doesn't matter whether Callum McGregor was at left back, left wing or goalkeeper Celtic should not have been losing at the lead for a second time at 3-2 they should have shut the game down and that was the, the, the crucial moment for me um, they will need to get past AIK and get into the Europa League groups to try and get you know claw back some of the money that's been lost but I mean there's a, there's a real irony there, they spend so long through the summer squeezing Arsenal for the £25 million and then in the space of those last 10 minutes against Cluj lose an equivalent sum um, Aberdeen were just outclassed but yeah, no disgrace in that and, and Rangers again it was a decent performance but they'll need to raise their game again because I think Ligia Warsaw will be a little bit better again than the Danes will Well the Celtic support as you know Roger or an element within the Celtic support are a meltdown since Tuesday night they blame Neil Lennon for the decision to put Callum McGregor at left back taking his effectiveness away from the important area of the team they blame Celtic for bringing in players like Bolingoli and Julian for £10 million and then not trusting them to play in what was the biggest game of the season so far. Uh, and for me, worst of all, when Ryan Christie scored to make it 3-2, the look on his face said, job done. And that went through the Celtic side as well and complacency cost them in the end. I was on a show on Tuesday night with the two Gordons when the Celtic team came through and there were Celtic supporters on the lines then not too many seemed bothered with the line-up they seemed quite happy that Julian wasn't in quite happy that Bolingoli wasn't in it so there does seem to be a slight rewriting of history here but when the team was named people were happy and Charm was in it people were happy that he got to use Neil Lennon's word technicians into the team mm. so for me it was just a failure to close the game out Mark Wilson will have been in these positions Alec Rayle will have been in these positions hundreds of times you get a lead a few minutes to go just shut the game even, out even the start the of the game things. Roger even the start of the game was the thing that surprised me how Celtic started but before Cluj scored they had an identical chance and Celtic didn't learn their lesson cross from the left uh, Cluj's left hand side to the back post Callum McGregor pro- maybe should have given away a penalty absolutely uh, and you know what was that five minutes later Alex Absolutely. the exact same thing now in those European games where you grind out a performance away from home and get a 1-1 it's a terrific result you come back and the last thing you do is concede a goal because it just brings a nervousness to the full place and I've been there Alex would have been there that you sense that from the crowd mm. and that's the way Celtic played for the remaining uh, the remainder of that 45 minutes now Neil Lennon obviously went through them at half time they came out and they were a different team but then of course Roger you're right once you get yourself ahead and you think okay we've turned this round the last thing you do is concede so quickly the, 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 thing, the thing is sorry Hugh I'm just going to say is see if you're Callum McGregor hmm. and you feel as if you're the best technician in the middle of the park to get things going whether you want to slow it down whether you want to speed it up for me Niels took the easy option there um, Mark and I'll tell you the reason why it's easy to get the new boy out who's getting a bit of grief you're out mm. We'll put him in at left back Even though it didn't work A couple of months earlier oh. And he says And what he's done is He's shoehorned in You touched on it last week Where uh, And Cham Played the number 10 role Was probably one of the best players On the park Against Motherwell He's put him back A position Which is again No way you want him Because middle to front He's probably That's his best position And he's tried to accommodate And Cham And Christie And you say Christie's there So it- I'm just wondering, is it really the easy option? Because let's say he plays Bolingoli, okay? And Bolingoli doesn't have a, a brilliant night. Bolingoli will get the blame for that. P- 
people will focus on the player's performance and say he's not up to it. But if you take the the call that's as big as that and you, yeah. you leave him out and you put Callum McGregor in, I'm not sure that can be described as easy. Well, well, it is because the thing is, it's actually backfired. Well, we've exactly, got, that's the point. So what's easy about it? What was Because he thought he was going to get away for it. He, th- he actually thought he was going to get away for it. Now, Mark's touched upon it. The week Because he's not a defender Callum McGregor Whatever way you look at it He should have given away a penalty That's after what I mean So is the, is the easy thing Not to stick your defender in Well the, Not, not at all back. Because he's actually He's done it to try and accommodate Because he doesn't think He's actually going to have any problems With Kluge mm. But it actually turned the... back to actually come back to Haunt him Hugh And the reason being is There was a nervousness Throughout the whole team Due to the fact that McGregor should have given away a penalty Within five minutes You've given away the away goal Kluge get the confidence from that So it's actually totally backfired You come back to the matter of trust Neil Lennon did not trust Bolingoli and left him out because he hadn't played well in the first leg either. And he didn't trust Julian. Even when the alarm bells were ringing, even when all hell was breaking loose at the back, at 3-2, he still wouldn't bring him on. So he doesn't trust him either. And my belief is that the Celtic support are angry not because of the loss of the Champions League, not because of the loss of £25 million potentially, because Celtic fans aren't accountants They'll leave that up to the board To deal with balance sheets They're angry because they saw In that mm. performance A danger That they won't get nine in a row Gordon Deal. Yeah, uh, all the arguments are there um, I said in Thursday night My great phrase Square pegs round holes don't work Especially at this level against good opposition I think that the biggest mistake they made was the fact that this has already been tried. Let's not beat about the bush here. Brendan Rodgers tried this at uh, Ivers Park and it failed absolutely miserably. How does Neil Lennon not recognise that? Now, Bollingoli didn't guarantee that Celtic were going to get through, but it gave you the natural left back that he's been playing there. One, he's up to speed with his game time. Secondly, he played in the away leg, which I think probably would have been the hardest one to play in. So if you're not going to trust him, don't play him away from home. To put McGregor in there and to move one or two things about, I think cost Celtic badly. I really do. I think it was a massive mistake, and I think if Neil Lennon had his chance over again, he would not play McGregor but at left Let's back. not forget, McGregor hasn't only played at left back against Cluj and Rangers at Ibrox. McGregor has played at left back in a number of occasions, albeit at Celtic Park. And albeit against, you know, maybe a St. Johnson or, or whoever or whoever else who don't have a lot of possession. And it's worked. I've been there. I've seen McGregor play well at left back. However, it's slightly different where you've got probably 75% possession of the ball and you've not really got a winger bearing down at you or crosses to defend at the back post. At Ibrox, he had that. He had people running at him. Had to de- de- defend. And it, against Cluj, he had that. Absolutely. So, it proves it doesn't work so, so in why, those type why, of games. Why why bring in why bring in two players worth ten million pounds? Right? I can understand the Julian one a little bit because of I watched him against Motherwell, he didn't look up to speed, he looked very, very nervous. But you brought two players in at ten million pounds to play in big games like this to get you through the next round, to get you into the, 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 the group stage. Well, this is, what's got to be, this is what's got to be answered, Mark. Yeah. You're right, because at this moment in time, if you're looking at these two players, and as I say, I'm quite prepared to give players time because I think, like, you know, we all do, and I'm one of those that's uh, been guilty in the past. We jump onto players very uh, quickly in this country and say, 
no, he's not got to be good enough. Compere's a, an example, yes. Gresda, yes. We can get one or two right. But sometimes you've got to give players a little bit of time to settle in. I'll be honest, I watched Julian last week at Fur Park. Was I impressed for £7 million? Not in a million years. Daz, that was an interesting question that uh, Willow just said there in terms of who brought them in, right? So you, you look at the runners and riders who potentially could have brought these two guys to the table, or the three players, uh, effectively, who have been playing. So it's either Nicky Hammond or Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon's in the paper yesterday saying that he wants to work with Nicky Hammond for the longer term to put up a structure in place. So the two of them are clearly in conjunction with each other. They're, they're not suggesting that they two are at odds. So it would suggest that they're in, in cohesion about bringing the right players in. I mean, well, Roger Hanna, there is obviously a, a previous um, recruitment staff. Lee Congerton was there previously. You don't know quite how long deals have, have been in the pipeline and all the rest of it, but that's the one thing that the Celtic fans probably are asking at the moment. Yeah, um, Celtic recruitment situation has been a problem for some time maybe even stretching back to the days when John Park left the football club um, you look at the players a lot of the players at Lee Congerton or came in under Lee Congerton's watch if you like that's touched on Marvin Compere there were many others as well you know the, the, the likes of Jack Henry was brought to the club um, and, and just you know wasn't up to Celtic standard um, Ebui Kouassi I think was a two or three million pound signing hasn't made any impact whatsoever and you, you can go through there are others as well uh, these ones this summer are the Neil Lennon are the Nicky Hammond as you ask Th- there is a link back the likes of John Kennedy's involved in the recruitment process as well links back to the previous regime so where these guys who have been on Celtic's radar for, for a considerable period of time um, it will be fascinating to see how they get on Hugh referred to Julian as the, as the marquee signing he's right at £7 million pounds. he's the second most expensive player in 131 years at Celtic Park so he's going to have to show up and show up soon, as is Bolingoli, because it's no fault of, of the lad, but he's going to be judged against the, the guy who's taken his place, Kieran Tierney. It's an unfair comparison, but it's a comparison that Bolly Bolingoli will have to take on. And, you know, that it's okay throwing them in against Infermland today, but what happens two weeks tomorrow when Neil Lennon takes Celtic through the front door at Ibrox? Does he trust, to use the word of the week, does he trust Christopher Julian and Bolly Bolingoli to play against Rangers? Well, I mean, Hugh Keevans, what is the danger of, of hysteria? Neil Lennon calls it hysteria. He yeah. says he's distancing himself from it. And you, you don't have to agree, but you can kind of see why. Because Roger Earler outlined the individual things that Celtic could have done better on the night. I don't want to put too fine a point at point the finger exactly, but let's just say Scott Brown doesn't have that rush of blood to the head and make the handball. Celtic possibly probably go through a couple of other things Scott Bain pushes one round the post this is football we know that there are these fine lines if those happen no one questions whether Neil Lennon's a man for the job no one cares who brought the players in no one's questioning the recruitment but oh. all of a sudden you lose a game and everything gets gets the, the spotlight put on it so yeah. there must be there must be a middle ground where the no, no. this, is, this, this okay. is Glasgow there is no middle ground if Neil thinks there's hysteria in the air now Hang around. If he loses to Rangers on the 1st of September, you will not believe the hysteria that will accompany that result because the Celtic fans believed 10 in a row was theirs. They actually had started to celebrate it without actually having won it. But that's what I mean. Has e- Even if that was wrong, has that now changed because of one 90-minute yes, performance? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because listen, you've got, to, you've got to look at it. This time, exact point last year, Celtic were in a pretty similar position. Well, probably worse off in terms of goals scored and three points off in the league 
where they went out to Athens. They were in uproar because Boyata had refused to play for the club. There was all sorts of hysteria going on about Brendan Rodgers and Peter Lawwell's fallout, and fans were thinking the worst. Now, fast forward eight months, nine months down the road, and Celtic are, are lived in the Scottish Cup to complete a treble treble. So, I mean, albeit they lost to Rangers twice, but they still got the job done. Now, the big challenge is for, for the Celtic players, can they do it, you know, under... Severe pressure Of the nine in a row Hanging over them uh-huh. So I, I mean it's Because they went out Of the Champions League It's not all All doom and gloom You have to look back At last season And compare it And say Well it happened last season It's not ideal But We can still the have there, there, is, there, is a, there is a massive difference here And yeah. the reason being is Because I just wrote down You've not got Lustig, Boyata uh, Benkovic Or Tierney Who were class acts yeah. They guys have to be Replaced and they have to replace with the big money signings and that's what the issue is and that's what it's different Willow because the two guys that they've brought in for 10 million are still question marks the Celtic, the Celtic fans believe that they were living in to use the word associated with the club in paradise and then Brendan Rodgers dumped them Kieran Tierney went justifiably so because he had to take that opportunity and Celtic received record money for him but Brendan Rodgers is gone Kieran Tierney's gone the other big players have gone. And now, the Celtic supporters are privately wondering, this Rangers improvement is substantial, undeniable, and if Rangers win on the 1st of September, the Celtic support will go into meltdown. Uh, let's finish with that then on a, a more positive note. Certainly if you're a, a Rangers fan, Fraser Wishart, they did their job and then some against Mitchell and on Thursday. Yeah, well, the hard part was done. Away from home, of course, terrific uh, result, but uh, sometimes it can be a bit of a damp squib when you've got a lead like that, but uh, Rangers' performance, apparently, for the first 60, 70 minutes was absolutely uh, terrific, and, uh, you know, they must go into the next round with a lot of confidence. Tough game against Legia, Legia Warsaw, as Celtics will be against AEK in, in, in Stockholm as well, but if you're going to qualify for the Europa League, these are teams that you're probably on your level, and also teams that you have to look to beat as clues were as well from a Celtic perspective. And Andrew Yekas heard Roger Elliott saying, you know, that there was no disgrace maybe losing, but I disagree. I think if Aberdeen of Guinea want to get into the, 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 the Europa League and want to get into the later stages, even in the qualifiers, these are teams that you have to beat. You know, we, can, we can't just say that uh, we should just accept losing to teams like that as well. So really disappointing because I think Aberdeen have signed well and I think they're, they're a good side. So from Rangers' perspective, everything is going right for them and uh, in the next couple of weeks with the, with the cup game tomorrow they should see off East Fife then they've got another league game and of course the, the big one is going to be the, the, the Oldham game at the end of the month that tells a lot about both Rangers and under Celtic but at the moment Rangers going very nicely Defoe, Morella scoring goals playing good football you know, it's looking, it's looking good for them but they've got to keep it going and I think it's so important for our teams and we talk about it every week if we've got any way of getting our champions to have less than four qualifying games, you can do it three or two, or get another team in the Europa League, maybe even another team in the Champions League in three or four years' time, we've got to keep performing in Europe like we did last year. That goes up a level or two, so Rangers and Celtic, it's vital they both get into the Europa League and have good runs there. OK, let's leave that there because we've got big games only 20 minutes away and we'll build up to kick off next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com.
15 minutes to kick off in the Betfred Cup this afternoon Celtic against Dunfermline, Kilmarnock, Hamilton, Partick Thistle, Ross County, Hibs, Morton and Forfar Livingston as well Don't forget two massive games coming up in that competition tomorrow It's Dundee Aberdeen and it's East Fife Rangers So we will preview those as the afternoon progresses Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds as well Let's go back to Rugby Park That all-premiership clash between Kilmarnock and Hamilton Roger, it possibly seems like a long way off at the moment Because things haven't been going brilliantly for Kilmarnock um, But surely they will still dream It's only August They'll look around and look at some of the sides That have managed to win the League Cup in recent seasons They're one of them And think, why can't we get a piece of that Come the, when the final rolls around yeah, Dieter van Tornhout against Celtic that famous day at Hamden a few years ago and Kenny Shields was the manager um, uh, not so much a cup win any win is what Angelo Alessio needs right now three defeats in the spin three damaging defeats in the spin uh, particularly Connie's key nomads here he has a lot of making up to do in the eyes of the Kilmarnock supporters um, like the boys in the studio I'm quite surprised there's no Gary Dicker in the starting line up today Liam Miller left out as well after just one game back in his loan spell uh, Greg Kelty is another who doesn't seem to get a chance I was quite impressed with him when he came on against Rangers here a couple of weeks ago come on as a, a second half substitute he doesn't get a start as young Ennis Cameron who's in the team along with Mohamed El McCraney is brought in today um, this is huge for Kilmarnock not really to make it a step towards Hamden for a final or a step towards a semi-final Gordon it's just huge to get a win and, and to stop this run of defeats has been so damaging for Alessio since he came in in the summer Let's hear from both managers then starting with Angelo Alessio It seems like uh, we are being uh, uh, punished for every every error in defence while in uh, attacking we we failing uh, our our chances you know it's important now uh, is analyse the our mistake and uh, to find a solu- uh, solution. I believe uh, a good run cup uh, create, uh, create uh, confidence and, uh, and an- another focus uh, for our, uh, our season. It's also important uh, to, give, uh, to give the fans something, uh, something uh, to, to be proud of. Well, the man who's looking to make it a miserable afternoon for Angelo Alessio is Brian Rice. It's very difficult when you've played the team the week before, you know. Uh, we'll look at things we've done well last week, we'll look at things we've done not so well, and then try and improve in that situation. Uh, we maybe pick a different bench. To, like I say, we need to maybe go and chase the game, maybe go and win the game. You know, so there's a lot of things to take into consideration in a cup tie. Uh, but we've got to have full of confidence after last week's result. It doesn't matter when you play Kilmarnock, you know it's going to be a very difficult game as we saw last week. We just need to go there, make sure we're resolute, make sure we're, we're strong, uh, make sure we're prepared to go 90 minutes and beyond if, poss- if need be. Easter Road's the venue for Hibs against Morton. Let's look ahead to that one with Steve Cowan. Yeah, Hibs will be looking to bounce back from the 6-1 hammering they got last week from Rangers. Paul Heckingbottom makes six changes from last Saturday. Out go Whitaker, Malin, Mackey, Doidge, Newell and goalkeeper Marciano. And in come Glenn Middleton making his debut. Slavka, Gray, Stevenson, Camberry and goalkeeper Chris Maxwell. So they line up at a 4-4. 1-1 formation, Maximal and goal are back four of Gray, McGregor, Hanlon and Stevenson. Midfield four of Middleton, Vela, Slavica, Horgan, Allen sitting in front of them and then the striker Cam Berry. 
Morton will be buoyed for today's game after uh, beating Alwa 4-1 last week, which included a, a good hat-trick by Bob McHugh. Manager David Hopkin, he only makes one change to that team. Out goes the goalkeeper Sam's Ranbottom, sorry, Sam Ramsbottom, and he's replaced by Danny Rogers. They look as if they go a 4-4-2. It'll be Rogers in goal, a back four of Jacobs, McAllister, McLean and Strap. Midfield four of Blues, Miller, Lyon and Nesbitt, and a front two of McHugh and Cadden. And today's match referee is Alan Muir. Let's hear from Paul Hecking, bottom ahead of that one. Forget the Sunday's game, we want to win Saturday's game in its own right anyway. It's the last 16 of the Cup, so that takes care of itself. Um, but you want to make sure that we don't concede goals like we did uh, on Sunday again. We've not done it in the time I've been here, do you know what I mean? So we want to make sure we don't do it again. One of the things that's difficult to get used to up here is the fact that how spaced out the games are. You know, I'd love to have had a game on Wednesday straight away and get on with it, another league game. But you've not got that, so and the players have got opportunity now to put in a, a good performance and get through to the quarterfinals of the cup. Bit of intrigue around that Hibs performance, Alex, because they got the you know such a hammering against Rangers last week, and Glenn Middleton makes his debut today. Yeah, I was just saying to Willow, it's a right good opportunity for the boy to go and uh, establish himself. Uh, you know, he was. Uh, I think he was linked to a, a Dutch team as well. Chose to stay here, which I think is probably the best idea for him because it will give him an idea against the opposition. Rangers can monitor him better here as well. So uh, he has to take this opportunity, Gordon, to, to try and get minutes under his, his belt. I think he always looked decent when he performed for Rangers. I thought he looked promising, but the problem is at Rangers, you've got so many wingers in front of you now that I don't think it left him any choice but to go out and get some game time. Uh, Hugh Evans. Paul Heckingbottom clearly will be hurting from from that defeat. It was a sore one in the end. Certainly on the on the scoreboard, there was a very very short period where Hibs looked like they might get back into it. Then they were blown away late on by Rangers. Um, so that you know, a, a cup game against lower league opposition at home that brings its own pressures. Where you are the overwhelming favourites and you're expected to go and do your business. And in front of a very healthy Hibs crowd, I have no doubt. But uh, you know, being blown away by Rangers is something that's happening to quite a lot of people. Uh, both domestically and in European football uh, It was a belated collapse on Hibs part uh, It will happen And today they have to recover uh, And I believe that they will recover Because they have the players uh, Who are of a different standard to Morton And they should be in the last eight by tonight uh, Let's go back to the Energy Check Stadium at Fir Hill Fraser Wishart's watching Partick Thistle Against Ross County uh, Fraser, the... Memory of winning the League Cup is still fresh I'm sure for the Ross County uh, faithful They would be delighted if they could somehow repeat that this season In that Partick Thistle team experience Guys like Kenny Miller have been there and seen it as well um, I know we're a, we're a long way off But the nature of this competition um, All it takes is, is a couple of games and, and all of a sudden you're in with a real shout of winning the thing Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the, the sort of bugbears of Partick Thistle supporters Is in recent years not reliving too many Good cup runs when you've seen teams like Ross County and St Myrne and Roger talking about Kilmarnock earlier on as well, who, who have been very, very successful. You know, and as a party this will find there's many of them just coming into the Jackie Husband stand begin to, to fill up nicely that uh, they're used to the highs and the lows, nothing in between. Never any comfort of being a party thistle fan. You're either getting the highs of finishing top six a couple of years ago or the lows of being relegated uh, 15 months ago. So they, they know what to expect, but I think they want a cup run. And if you get into the last eight, as you said, you know, it, it brings that bit of extra revenue. 
but from players, you're just one game off in the semi-final at Hampden Park, and, and all of a sudden, a wee bit of excitement, it keeps the season going as well, there's interest into September, maybe into October if you get to the semis, so from a player's perspective, you want to keep in the cup as long as you possibly can, and get that, that wee bit of glory that the lads at this kind of level don't get, but I think I think they'll find it hard today, you know, at Ross County, I've just got a strong, powerful look about them, and... Uh, well, I, I, I've had two games this season, as Mark Wilson's always talking about, with 1-0-0, 1-1-0 one, one at Eastern <laughs> Road. I think I'll see a few goals today, but uh, unfortunately I think there'll be more for Ross County than there will be for Party at Thistle. But I'm looking forward to it, the wind's died down, sun's out, the, the crowd's coming in. I think this will be a really good game of football with maybe four or five goals. I'm just wondering if we've got your permission to play that clip back when it ends 0-0 and you head to extra time and we have to stay on later tonight, is that okay? It's the, it's the, it's the Hugh Keevans one, isn't it? You've just got to go for it, Hugh, and uh, at the end... If you're found out, you have to take the ticket on the chin. But no, I think there'll be a really good game. I think there'll be a good game of football with plenty of goals. My advice to you, as the head of PFA Scotland, go from one failure to the next with no loss of enthusiasm. You have done it for 35 years in football as player, union man and pundit and I'm still here. Sound advice. Thank you, Fraser Wishart. Looking ahead to Partick Thistle, Ross County, Hibbs Morton. Kelly Hamilton Celtic Dunfermline uh, We've got two big games tomorrow Four for Livingston It's all set up For a cracking weekend Of cup football And kick-off Is coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com It's Celtic Dunfermline In the Betfred Cup This afternoon At Celtic Park Neil Lennon Looking for the reaction After that defeat To Cluj On Tuesday night Five changes to the Celtic starting 11. Craig Gordon's in goal, a back four of Hatem Abdel Hamid, Christopher Iyer, Chris Julian, and Bolly Bolingoli. Then it'll be near beat on and Callum McGregor with the three of Mikey Johnson, Ryan Christie, and Odson Edward. Up top, Lee Griffiths. On the bench, Hazard, Bio, Hayes, Morgan, Sped, Cham, and Forrest. For Dunfermline this afternoon, Ryan Scully in goal, a back four of Arne Comrie, Joshua Edwards, Lee Ashcroft, and Martin, sorry, Lewis Martin. In the midfield, Ryan Dow, Tom Beatling, Paul Payton and Stuart Morrison with Kyle Turner just in behind the lone striker of Kevin Nesbitt. On the bench, Gill, McGill, Ryan, Devine, Coley, Todd and McCann. The referee this afternoon at Celtic Park is John Beaton. Gordon Dale, we've looked at this Celtic team already. Is this the kind of perfect game for Celtic in a sense after that defeat to Cluj? Yeah, but it's only a perfect game, Alison, if they go out and uh, do the business. They've got to go out there, they've got to play attractive football. You look about Celtic Park, it's a lot of empty seats, you've got to say. I think a lot of Celtic fans are still disappointed about uh, Tuesday night's result. And so be the fact that Neil Lennon's name get read out there, and uh, there's a few boos. Mm. So um, it'll be interesting afternoon, but I think Celtic with the fire power, and we always talk about how where their strengths are middle to front you know they can make passes in the middle McGregor's back in his favourite position they've got guys up front that can score goals I'm going to be interested to see how Edward and Griffiths play this afternoon will they play close together or will Edward just drop off onto the flank Johnston on the other one give them a bit of width as well uh, but it'll be really interesting to see but it's a big day for Celtic in the fact that They've got to they've got to bounce back from Tuesday. A one two nil this afternoon will not be good enough. And that's not been disrespect to the their opposition. Uh, they've got to go put a performance on and score a few goals and I think they will do that because they've got the players there that's capable of doing that. Craig Gordon back in goal this afternoon with Scott Bain injured. 
they got to play some of the cup games last season, but is it a sense now with the criticism that Scott Baines had that it's now Craig Gordon's to lose? Um, yeah, it could be a big afternoon, but I don't expect him to have a lot to yeah. do. Um, but I've always said that, and I'm not against Scott Bain, I think he's a very, very good goalkeeper. But as far as goalkeepers are concerned, I'm a Craig Gordon fan when it comes to between him and Scott Bain. I would pick Craig Gordon all day long. I know Brendan Rodgers liked the fact that, you know, Bain was better with the ball at his feet. It was more like a sweeper keeper, if you want to say that. But I just think Craig Gordon has got everything in his locker. Very experienced guy. He's good. He's very good. Um, at cross ball and he's, he's, he's a very experienced good goalkeeper in my opinion Alison and I think he's the best goalkeeper at Celtic Park but I don't think he'll have a lot to do today now remember he had the best game uh, he was the best player against Rangers at Ibrox the following when it come back to the winter break it was every here in the cup and Scott Bain uh, get put into the goals and Craig Gordon never got a look in again could this be the reverse could you know, Greg Gordon in, bet Fred Cup and claim the number one, which he's got just now because of Bain's injury. Celtic fans in the far corner making their feelings known, suggesting that the board are gambling on ten in a row, Gordon. Yeah, they're not happy. You've got to got to be honest here. And I thought there'd be a better crowd. It is a nice day here. I know it's not in the season book, but it's not a great crowd, Alison. Callum McGregor, the Celtic captain this afternoon, and we are underway in this bet Fred Cup tie Celtic against Dunfermline. It's Clyde One, Super Scoreboard's open line, 0141 951 Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here and they're waiting for your calls. It's a strange open line because we've got four Betfred Cup games still ongoing because they've all gone to extra time. And if you're just joining us, that includes Celtic against Dunfermline. One all after 90 minutes, it's in extra time at the moment, as is Kilmarnock Hamilton as is Partick Thistle Ross County and as is Hibs Morton so if you've got any thoughts on what's been happening this afternoon or you want to look ahead to tomorrow's game it's 0141 951 1025 let's hear from you right now Celtic have just brought Johnny Hayes on in place of Bolingoli we're back on the way Easter Road but let's bring you Steve Cowan's report after 90 minutes yeah it's now full time here at Easter Road it's Hibs 3 Morton 3 Morton getting an equaliser right on the 90th minute a ball into the box it bounced around and Stephen Whitaker somehow managed to put the ball into his own net and just before or just after half time 54 minutes Hibbs went 3-2 up a long ball by David Gray over the top of the Morton defence and there was Florian Camberry to make it 3-2 most of the action came in the first half there was four goals shared between the two clubs Hibbs went 2-0 up it was Scott Allen got the first one and then there was a, a, a good cross into the box by Horgan to give Josh Vela his first goal for the club but Morton rallied round goals by Bob McHugh and an own goal by Lewis Teams he made it 2 all at half time but as I say it's now finished 3-3 here as we move into extra time an incredible afternoon Hugh Keevans where our four featured Betfred Cup games have all gone to extra time Hibs Morton Thistle Ross County Kilmarnock Hamilton and the one that will grab the headlines Celtic Dunfermline up until today hadn't lost a cup tie in three years and have been taken to extra time by a championship team at home I stood in this studio last weekend when Celtic lost, or big problem, Celtic won 5-2 at Motherwell. And I said the Celtic defence was ropey. And the callers then, and on Monday night, the Super Scoreboard, were hostile to a man. I didn't know what I was talking about, etc, etc. Since then, Celtic have lost five goals in five days. To FC Cluj 
and Dunfermline Athletic. All of them at Celtic Park. We've got an early goal and extra time. Goal flashes with one-stop access equipment. And it comes at... For Hill, it's Partick Thistle 2, Ross County 1, James Penrice on 96 minutes, putting the Jags in front. Remember, they trailed, they managed to pull level thanks to Kenny Miller, and now they're in front. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. Let's get to the phones though 01419511025. David's a Celtic fan in Coat Bridge. The game's still ongoing, David, but what have you made of it so far? Oh, it's really embarrassing. Really. I just, I think. It's more than just the defence. It's really the teams that playing properly. Well, obviously they're not playing properly because they've lost five goals in five days at Celtic Park. Um, but uh, why are they not playing properly? You know, the, the for me, they were complacent against Cluj when it was three two. They assumed it was all over. Today, I find inexplicable. I'm not there. I'm not looking at it. I'm simply telling you that to be taken to extra time by a championship side at Celtic Park with your £7 million centre-back, your £9 million centre-forward, Olivier and Sham on the park who cost £4.5 million from Manchester City, it's embarrassing. Uh, David, how did we get here so quickly? Because this time last week Celtic had battered Motherwell 5-2 coming on the back of the St Johnson game as well and everything was rosy and all of a sudden uh, not looking so rosy anymore. But again, last week we I looked good going forward, but we still lost two goals last week, so it's, it wasn't all good last week either. Mm. I think For forty-five we, minutes. Sorry, well, I, was, I was just going to say that one of the key things today is that Celtic have been firing firing on all cylinders, middle to front, and they don't seem to be yeah. uh, at the same. Uh, my mate texts me who's at the game and says they were being slow and ponderous, Hugh. Yeah, uh, and you don't associate that in, in the evidence of the earlier games, you know. So. Um, it's worrying times David makes a good point though I mean for all we, we praise Celtic You know in the last week He's right They still concede two goals mm. You know they still fall behind And it's through You know nothing spectacular from the opposition It's from poor defending And Hugh was right Hugh did highlight it last week We stood here and Hugh, Hugh got it in the neck From some Celtic fans phoning up oh, But the evidence is there To see And I think a lot of Celtic fans today will be maybe concerned that how Celtic players have dealt with the disappointment of Tuesday night. Celtic players have went through an incredible three years of incredible highs and they got a lot of stick on Tuesday night and they've not dealt with it in the proper way today. Now, Celtic fans will be hoping that's that's not a sign of things to come. They'll be hoping for a better reaction to adverse results. I was actually thinking five or six a day, but it's really worrying and embarrassing how we've performed the day. But I was expecting five or six, and really, it's a joke. Well, you're not out of the woods yet, because the the prospect of penalty kicks uh, is looming now, uh, because Celtic clearly seem unable to get even another goal to spare their blushes. And if it goes to penalty kicks, as I say, you're then in the hands of fate. And listen, we've all watched enough football games to know that cup shocks happen and yeah, good teams or bigger teams sometimes struggle against smaller teams. But Celtic in the last three years have just breezed through every single cup tie they've played. Yeah. And this is a this is a shock. This is a shock to everyone. You know, even in adversity, when uh, Brendan Rodgers went to Leicester and Neil Lennon took over, 
He took the side to Tyne Castle And won a league match A very important match With a last minute goal On the Saturday They then went back to Edinburgh Played at Easter Road In the Cup And Scott Brown uh, And James Forrest Were magnificent that day Great goals Now Whatever has happened Celtic playing it at home To a championship side With a multi-million pound team And budgets are always mentioned My goodness How could you begin to compare Celtic's budget To Dunfermline Athletic's budget And here they are Five goals conceded at Celtic Park In five days And here they are looking at penalties And the possibility Of the, the, the treble treble Being Yes History And they're enshrined in the record book But Losing to a championship side And losing the first trophy of the season That would be unacceptable to the Celtic fans I mentioned it earlier on Purely because of an example That cop shocks can happen And Neil Lennon's seen them So apologies for for going back to it But there now are parallels at the the moment Between that night when Morton put Neil Lennon's Celtic out of the cup Mm -hmm. The reason I bring it up right now is because the word from Celtic Park is that it's corner after corner after corner for Celtic. That night when Celtic went out to Morton, they had 27 yeah. corners. It's clearly about what you do with them, and at the moment, Celtic fans will be worried, just like David on the line. Oh. Yeah, now, in, in years gone by, Neil tended to change his team quite drastically for the the League Cup games, but today, I know he has made changes, but still... the. Oh, the personnel. The, the personnel is yeah. is enough to, like you say, ten million quid's worth of defenders in there, you know, and the, and the rest of the guys, Christie and, and McGregor and Griffiths and Edward, and all your main guys going forward, and you still struggle to get more than one goal against them, Now let's speak to Mark in Hamilton. What's your take on it, all, Mark? Gordon, how are we doing? Good, thanks. I couldn't go on last night, but there's there's only one answer to this. And I told you, I'm no uh, Neil Lennon fan. I've never had him back at Celtic Park. No matter what happens tonight, but if they, they should be sacking him tonight. Him, Kennedy, and Damien Duff, the three of them should just, they shouldn't be at Parkhead. It's totally embarrassing tonight sitting listening to that. I didn't make it to the game today, but if my son's at it and he says it's absolutely, as if the manager just hasn't got a clue what he's doing. Well, really if, if Celtic go out Then the manager will come under Tremendous pressure And Peter Lawwell will come under Tremendous pressure And the embarrassment will be such That the Celtic supporters Who started the day in an unhappy mood uh, Will finish the day By making their feelings More than well known To Peter Lawwell and to Neil Lennon So uh, If Celtic get a goal Get out by the skin of their teeth Okay Everyone moves on to the Harps game But if Celtic lose at home to Dunfermline Then For me A stormy time lies ahead Olivier and Champs had a shot saved by Ryan Scully Uh, Mark the obvious response is Is it not too early? Now I obviously would agree with you That the failure to beat Dunfermline in the Cup Would be Calamitous for Celtic But just given simply that it's the 17th of August Is it not too early for that talk Regardless of what happens today? No, it's not definitely too early on because I watched the last six or seven games and he came to Parkhead after Brendan Rodgers had left and you could see him going back. Celtic were going back, you were envy him. But and it's no change then in the last few games. There's Wednesday night's, yeah, Tuesday night's game, sorry. I was at that game and I've never seen anything like it in my life. As a, a manager standing in the dugout tells me that he doesn't know where to change it. There was a whole load of situations where he could have changed that game than Tuesday night. 
and he stood there and he didn't know what he was doing. That's only my opinion. Yeah. And it hasn't changed it again. You should never be at Parkhead. See, when you're a manager once, you don't come back to another team. I'm sorry, that's, that's only my opinion. But well, if, if anything that happens tonight, he shouldn't be there. He should be out the door. If you go back to Celtic's history, uh, I give you Billy McNeil. He came back and managed the club a second time, won the centenary. Walter Double. Smith as well did well. Mm. Uh, I'm not comparing Billy McNeil to Neil Lennon, but uh, I, I, no, definitely not. You can if you as, definitely not. But as things stand at the moment, if Celtic go out of this competition tonight, Peter Lawwell and Neil Lennon come under tremendous pressure. Uh, the the fans will be in torment, um, and they will look across to Ibrooks and see a successful Rangers and wonder if things are changing. Goal flashes with one-stop access equipment. And we do have an extra time goal in the Betfred Cup. It comes again at Firhill and Ross County are level once more. Harry Payton on 105 minutes. That one's going to penalties by the looks of it. Partick Thistle 2, uh, Ross County 2. I was just about to bring the caller back God. in and he disappeared. Every um, time you hit that button, bro, high door here. Fraser must have from. left at half time. He's finally got the goal fest he know, wanted, but he's brilliant. just had to do a double shift to get it. So, <laughs> what uh, a game, man. Got to, what, some goals through Scotland today. Got to take the rough with the smooth. I should probably mention if you're just getting in the car and you're wondering what on earth is going on, you're trying to adjust your clock, don't. It just so happens we've had a freak afternoon in the Betfred Cup. All four of our featured games Hibbs Morton, Partick Thistle, Ross County, Kilmarnock Hamilton, and Celtic Dunfermline have gone to extra time. All four of them. And we've got another goal. Where wow. is it this time? Goal flashes with one stop access equipment. And the favourites are back in front It's Hibs 4, Morton 3 <laughs> Florian Camberry 104 minutes And it's half time, extra time We'll never get round all these But we'll try our best Fraser Wishart It's been a good first half of this extra time period And Partick Thistle just lost an equaliser Just as the whistle was about to go When Harry Payton scored But they started the, the extra time really well Within 20 seconds, a great chance Cammy Palmer did really well driving forward And Lewis Mansell dragged his shot inches wide Ross Laidlaw in the Ross County goal Didn't even move as the ball just trickled inches wide But seven minutes into extra time They took the lead, Kenny Miller again involved in it Fouled by Liam Fontaine 25 yards out And young left back James Penrice Called a lovely free kick into the net Of Ross Laidlaw's right hand ball and just as you thought Thistle had seen out a series of pressure from Ross County came the equaliser seconds before the break Sub Harry Payton as I said made lovely a bit of space inside the penalty box beat a couple of players and a really good low finish with his left foot from the corner of the six yard box just as Thistle had the last eight in sight they've been dragged back into it and at the moment we're heading for penalty kicks here at Firhill Party Thistle 2 Ross County 2 uh, I don't think we've got a half time and extra time in any of the other games so far but let's just hang fire for a couple of moments because I'm sure we will we'll, we'll get it pretty soon uh, Fraser Heading for penalties Yes Yes so. absolutely yep. I'd Going back to that uh, Hibs game uh, You know Camberry That's done his chances If the team's uh, Looting for him You know Two million pound That's some, some money for him But uh, They'll be wanting to keep him If he's scoring Half time extra time At Kilmarnock Hamilton Roger Hanna Still Kilmarnock nil Hamilton nil It was Aki's that went Closest to breaking The deadlock In the first period Of extra time Come on, the goalkeeper are into Branescu did well to push it across from the left, but he pushed it right against Hamilton substitute Marius Agumpo. He couldn't react quickly enough. The ball actually just struck him and flew past the post. A real let off for Kilmarnock. Both managers have used a fourth 
substituting a desperate bid for, for a goal here. Dom Thomas is on for Chris Burke, for Kilmarnock. Ronan Hughes, the young Aki's midfielder, on to it. Still pouring with rain as well to add to the drama. I think we're heading for penalties here as well, Gordon. Kelly nil, Hamilton nil. Listen to that rain, and it probably, Roger won't even see any goals, even if it does go to penalties. That's the way it's been this afternoon. It's half time and extra time at Celtic Park, Alison and Gordon. Half time and extra time. Celtic one, Dunfermline one. It has been all Celtic in the first 15 minutes, but they can't break that deadlock. Jane Forrest's low shot was saved by Scully before he also denied Olivia and Cham. Then just before the whistle, Ryan Christie headed past. Gordon Diel, can you see a goal coming in this? It's just attack v defence. And so far, you've got to say, defenders are winning. They're throwing their bodies in front of everything. Alison, they're 15 minutes away from really putting a lot of pressure on the Celtic side because if it goes to a penalty shootout, then it's anybody's game. And it would be unthinkable for Celtic to lose this but you have got to give all the credit in the world to Stevie Crawford and his players they are working so hard 15 minutes away can they hold on or can Celtic find that breakthrough the 27 cup games unbeaten can they make it 28 they've got 15 minutes before this heads to penalties against Dunfermline Celtic won Dunfermline won wow what an afternoon we've had Hugh Keevans the only as it stands, team heading through our Hibs, uh, but Partick Thistle against Ross County, Kilmarnock against Hamilton, and Celtic against Dunfermline, all as it stands, our favourite phrase on a Saturday afternoon, heading for penalties. Well, this is the definition of drama. Now, you can have drama of the, the type that we're witnessing at Partick Thistle, or Angelo Alessio with Kilmarnock 0-0 against Hamilton Ackies, but the drama is personified by what's going mm-hmm. on at Celtic Park, because... Were Celtic to go out of the competition on their own ground to a championship side, it would have to be the case that the manager came under pressure. Well, let's speak to Richard and Livingston. Hi, Richard. Hi, guys. How you doing? Not too bad, Richard. What's your take on current events involving Celtic? Uh, I just think the, it's the transfer strategy that's really handicapping the team. Um, we seem to do things far too late. Um, it, it seems the boards kind of want to wait until we get to a, a next stage before they spend any money. And then, like last season with the McGinn situation, it seems to cause problems within, I think, within the dressing room. And oh. then, at the beginning of the season, like last, we had a, a horrific first half of the season last year. And, and this has actually been for a few years. And today is just... A, to me, is showing the same thing. Neil Lennon doesn't know his best team because he's not had the players in early enough. I know they've spent money, but is the money that they've spent not on players that were identified you know, nine months ago, 12 months ago? But what strategy, what strategy handicaps you against a championship side in your own ground when you had a one-goal lead to begin with? Uh, I get you, Hugh, yeah, but it's, the, it's, it's not a settled team. Um, so they're going to Champions League qualifiers. Well, it's a team. It's a team who um, scored twelve goals in uh, the first two league games. Well, not the same personnel. Maybe that's what Richard means. Well, personnel changes, but it, they don't uh, downgrade the side. Uh, personnel change today to bring in ten million pounds worth of Bolingoli and Julian. This is the thing, and, and Richard Richard is not necessarily wrong. Everything mm-hmm. Richard says might be right in terms of the transfer strategy but sometimes it's not always about 
the bigger picture Sometimes things go wrong Just on the football pitch On that given day Odson Edward is playing today He's worth £9 million Ryan Christie's mm. Many people's tip For player of the year McGregor. James Forrest has come on Swept the board With the player of the year awards Last season Callum McGregor. You don't need me to go on You get the picture The transfer strategy Surely can't be affecting Those guys this afternoon Not a chance uh, When you look at the personnel That are at Neil's disposal Last week at this time we were saying Middle to front, they're phenomenal They're raising the bar all the time And they're asking questions of Rangers who were playing the following day We're now stood here today with more or less The exact same personnel And one of the key things that we always touch upon After European games is They rotate players, particularly when you're at home Celtic have the majority of the ball And they just can't find a net today So I don't think that has any uh, bearing In any transfer strategy, Gordon I just think the players are struggling uh, Like I said, my mates at the game To get a tempo going And, and you know, it's flat uh, and it's ultimately uh, It's going to go to the wire now Richard what makes you think That, that it's all linked I just think um, The start of the season So so last season we had Obviously Brendan Rodgers went to Huff Because You know He, he, he didn't McGinn. get the players he wanted Dembele was The McGinn thing Yeah And Dembele was left uh, Left at the last minute It put a dark cloud over the club I think this season again They've not recruited quickly enough if you look at Rangers, for instance, they recruited was it not seven players before the season finished? Yeah. Uh, well, that's my um, that's so my problem. I think Celtic are under pressure now because Rangers are galloping towards them, not just running, galloping towards them, uh, and it seems to have set off some kind of alarm inside Celtic I, Park. Hugh, I think uh, if you take Rangers out of the equation, I, I agree with Richard's point there because Celtic knew that these Champions League qualifying games were coming round quickly. And not much change from Athens last year to this year. I mean, you brought in Julian Bolingoli and El Hamid. Now, El Hamid, I thought, was brought in late in the day. Julian, we heard he wasn't up to match speed, so he couldn't play in the other rounds. Bolingoli obviously came in a wee bit before, but you had no backup if he was, wasn't was a success. So what Richard's saying there, things weren't put in place quick enough. He's right. Rangers did sign seven players who they knew were starting day one of pre-season and we're going to be there with the squad all the way through because they knew they had Europa League qualifiers coming up really quickly. I don't think Celtic did that. See, regardless of the recruitment, see that team that's on paper today. Oh, no, of course not. Listen, I'm taking today at the, at the equation, uh, talking about the bigger picture here. The failure in Champions League was a big one, and I think that's what a lot of the fans are hurting about. Richard? Yeah, I was just going to say to Mark, do you not think that um, the how slow Celtic are in the transfer market has a big impact on the beginning of the season. Because from my point of view, last season, like I said, we had a really poor start to the season. and We dropped a lot of points in the first half. We can't afford that this season. And the way the... the whatever... Whoever puts the transfer strategy in place, it, it just it's, it handicaps the, the, the team. Yeah. I think I can be a coincidence That's that's for sure Because like I say Celtic are in a pretty similar position This year Than they were last year And they were going through The exact same You know with transfers Not getting in The McGinn thing Keeps getting mentioned Celtic needed a freshness They lost so many players And they've You know Julian and things to replace But there's no freshness You're asking the same guys To go at it Again and again And I, I'm with Richard I don't think things were put 
in place quick enough But then the freshness can come in different ways Not only through signing players I mean the old cliche gets used Lee Griffiths coming back is meant to be like a new signing It's meant to be fresh Ryan Christie mm. This is going to be the season where he really comes to the fore Mikey yeah. Johnson's coming into the team Marion Shved's been signed Bio hasn't played So it might not be the freshness that that you want But it's still an attempt at freshness I If that Christy, makes any sense whatsoever I think Christie's came back Looks like a new player Griffiths we, we chatted about him before He had a pre-season himself Then he's had a full pre-season Yet he's still playing catch-up That's well, match sharpness isn't uh, it Exactly but, but Again why is You need to when it, the, the point is When you've got these Champions League qualifiers coming up but it These are it, huge games for Celtic It's not easy I'm not sure And, and they were going into it With no recognised right back Can, club, can, no any, club ga- back. can any club guarantee That they get their business done in time for that Because really. it's so early And you have to wait on various things but happening you, you can't argue that Celtic's squad Wasn't thin When they were going into the opening Champions League qualifiers Oh here's a big goal Goal flashes With one stop access equipment and Partick Thistle have scored again It's that man Ooh. Stephen Saunders He opened the scoring against Dundee United last week And he's done it again this afternoon We're deep into extra time in that one And has Stephen Saunders won it for Partick Thistle? It's Partick Thistle 3 Yes it's Ross enough. County 2 It's enough Well we'll find There's out There's no response here We're going to take more of your calls And we'll get full time And maybe even penalty kicks Oh hold on We've got another oh. goal Goal flashes With one stop access equipment Kilmarnock 1 Hamilton 0 As Dom Thomas The substitute comes on Bundles the ball Into the back of the net It looks like Kilmarnock are going through It looks like Partick Thistle are going through It looks like Celtic and Dunfermline Are heading to penalties Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader For compensation Talk to Thompson's.com And we've got a late goal At Celtic Park Goal flashes With one stop Access equipment Celtic Two Dunfermline One It's James Forrest With 114 minutes On the clock A deflected effort Into the back of the net And it looks like The holders will go through Just when we thought We were heading for penalties Hugh Keevans James Forrest and Neil Lennon Are indivisible It was Neil Lennon Who when he was in charge Of the development squad Brought James Forrest through He was always his protégé He's the man who one night put Celtic into the Champions League uh, on the night when uh, Neil Lennon was manager. Uh, And now he has bailed him out of serious trouble because, well, if Celtic don't hold on to this lead, there will be ructions at Celtic Park. But James Forrest looks as if he has bailed Neil Lennon out It really is turning into To be a key man Hugh That's four games In the bounce Where he's scored uh, And this is the most Important one for him Because you know The manner uh, Late goal Doesn't matter Whether it's a deflection It's about getting through So all of a sudden Mark Wilson Just when it looked like We were heading for penalties Everywhere across the board We're not heading for penalties Anywhere <laughs> Celtic are going through Livy are already through Hibs are going through Kilmarnock are going through Partick Thistle are going through Unless we can get Late equalisers In the last couple of minutes Drama Everywhere oh, you look Hugh Keevans Wonderful um, Again Very interesting to hear Alison and Gordon DL at full time See what the reaction was at Celtic Park But every Celtic supporter Man, woman and child will know Bailed out The get out of jail card Use any cliche you like Bailed out for now But everyone is looking at Neil Lennon and Peter Lawwell now Because the banners and the 
chant tell you so uh, John's in Shettleston quickly John before the full time whistles start to go does that late does that late winner change anything for you? No, because of the game of the day I left the full time I couldn't sit another half hour through that rubbish I didn't expect a big crowd today but that was a great crowd today for a game like that when it's knowing your ticket and everything so to watch that it's, 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 no, it's, no, it's no right it's, it's, we're terrible and I heard some of you saying it might be too early to get rid of the manager I think it might be too late well, What was so bad about it today John? There was nothing there was no shape there was no coercion there was no drive there was no there was nothing there was absolutely nothing today and I think James Forrest just might have saved Lennon's life yeah, his, his managerial life today but I go I've not seen it yet but uh, I couldn't sat through that again the football was terrible it was awful they well played to Dunfermline they get tore in but that is that's a disgrace and it might be too late to get rid of the manager so, so you, you honestly think John he should go even though he's perhaps yeah. won the game today yeah yeah mm. well, I don't know who you get in that's not for me to decide but I can't sit and watch that kind of football that is ridiculous to oh. watch ok John's made his feelings very clear we've got a full time whistle at the Energy Check Stadium at Firhill who's gone through Fraser Wishart it's Partick Thistle Gordon Partick Thistle 3 Ross County 2 after extra time you can hear around me the Thistle fans who have been through the mire in the last 12 to 15 months but what a terrific and exciting cup tie this turned out to be but to wait a long time just a reminder Blair Spittle opener for County in 60 minutes 16 yards lovely finish high into the net and Kenny Miller who else equalised with 10 minutes left again a brilliant finish by the veteran striker took this to extra time 7 minutes into extra time Thistle took the lead lovely free kick from James Pernish young left back curled the ball into the back of the net off Ross Laidler's right hand post just on the half time of the extra time Harry Payton the young sub for Ross County lovely finish made some space in the box and low left foot shot past the goalkeeper into the corner of the net but then with 140 minutes gone young James Pernice again involved lovely fierce outswinging corner kick and Stephen Saunders a big centre back powered a header past Ross Laidlaw into the back of the net I told you before the game said we four or five goals we had to wait for them but the Thistle fans around me really don't care they're absolutely delighted and they'll go home really happy tonight after a well-deserved victory full time here Partick Thistle 3 Ross County 2 Partick Thistle off through what a fantastic result for the Jags Partick Thistle fans give us a call what did you make of it an emotional roller coaster easy street now for Hibs 120 minutes in 5-3 up on Morton Christian Doidge the summer signing has scored to make Paul Hacking bo- bottom easy for me to say his afternoon kind of comfortable towards the end it's not been comfortable it's full time at Celtic Park Allison and Gordon not quite full time here yet, Gordon. Ah, mixed. There we go. Cross oh. wires somewhere, but it's full time <laughs> at Rugby Park, Roger Hanna. There it is. Kilmarnock 1, Hamilton Aki's 0. Dom Thomas, the substitute, the goal hero for Kilmarnock after 113 minutes. Lewis Smith was robbed of the ball by a couple of Kelly players on the far side. The ball quickly fizzed into the back post, and there was Thomas to bundle it home past Hamilton goalkeeper Owen Fon Williams and finally break the deadlock. His first Kelly goal for over two years since the League Cup goal against Clyde back in July 2017, and priceless for the under pressure. Angelo Alessio to spare him four consecutive defeats. Thomas 
Thompson only been in the park eight minutes as a substitute for Chris Burke when he fired home the winner. And what a relief it was for him, for Alessio and for the Kilmarnock fans. They had the chances during normal time. Stephen O'Donnell had a shot pushed out by Fawn Williams. Eamon Brophy had a short block by the outstanding Sam Stubbs. And the best chance of the regulation time was when Brophy teed up sub Liam Miller. But he blazed high over the bar. Ackage had chances too. Brunescu having to make a fine save from a fierce shot by Aaron McGowan after 88 minutes. And then in the first half of extra time, Brunescu pushing it out across it hit Marius Ogompo but just flew the wrong side of the post for Hamilton they couldn't build in last week's league win over Kelly they came second best this time Kilmarnock are into tomorrow's quarter final draw Kilmarnock won Hamilton nil as are Celtic because it's finished between Celtic and Dunfermline here's Alison and Gordon it uh, finished here Celtic 2 Dunfermline 1 James Forrest the hero as his deflected shot deep into extra time takes them through to the next round of the league cup Micah Johnson had them in front in the second half, curling it over the defence and into the top corner. But Tom Beedling brought Dunfermline back level soon after the ball came back to him. Celtic's defence throws and he fired past Craig Gordon. Micah Johnson near beat on and Chris Julian had chances to win it for Celtic before full time, but they couldn't take them. Extra time, it was all Celtic for most of it. Ryan Scully denied James Forrest and Olivia and Chan. Ryan Christie headed past. Then it was James Forrest, the hero, his deflected shot hitting the back of the net to make it 2-1 Celtic, to make it 28 cup games unbeaten for Celtic. It finished Celtic 2, Dunfermline 1. Gordon's yell, it's fair to say they got out of jail today. What sums this game up is quite simple. Neil Lennon's walked onto the pitch, got all his players in a circle and he's had a chat with them. And I don't know if that's to show the Celtic supporters that they're all together because... Celtic were absolutely dreadful today no disrespect to Dunfermline I thought they were great in the way they lined up their tactics, everything, their work rate was brilliant, but a team with Celtic the value of Celtic players and the money they spend at this club shouldn't be waiting till about 5 minutes to go and extra time to get through to the next round, but it's cup football it's all about getting through Stevie Crawford will be so proud but Neil Lennon, there's a lot of work to be done here if they're going to continue to even win the league or win another cup because on that performance that was dreadful fans not happy it was far from impressive but Celtic do progress in the Betfred Cup it finished Celtic 2 Dunfermline 1 well I don't think anyone's impressed by getting the players round in a huddle at the end of a display like that that's just some attempt at deflection I think uh, when we have committed Celtic supporters like John the, the last caller to the show telling us that he left after 90 minutes because he couldn't watch, and I use his expression, that rubbish anymore. So a lot of soul-searching must go on now at Celtic, and the game against Hearts next Saturday is already looming large. I think there's honestly an element of calm needed here. I mean, two are callers out of what four we've had is saying that Neil Lennon should get the sack. And I think it was the last caller, John, who says he, he fears it could be too late. I mean, we're chatting about a, a guy here who managed his team to, to score in seven against St. John's and five at Murrowell. Okay, today wasn't vintage. They still progress. It's cup com- competition. You get through to the next round, you dust yourself down and go again. The result against Cluj is the overhanging thing here. It was disappointing. However, it was disappointing last year as well when Celtic got put out and they went on to win a treble. So I think people are getting carried away here by saying there's a huge problem and get the manager out. We're not even out of August yet. I mean, there's got to be a sense of perspective here. Celtic are still free scoring. Okay, 
They may have found it difficult today. They still scored two. They scored three midweek, five at the weekend, seven the week before. Come on. They're through to the next round. Not a classic, but at least they're in the draw. Gordon Deal. Um, I know what Mark's saying, and parts of it I do agree with him, but there's a lot of work to be done here. Um, as I keep saying, the balance to the team, I know that Neil Lennon made a lot of changes today, but Celtic, they didn't move the ball quickly enough, it was poor. You do get games like this, but there's just something missing just now, and Neil Lennon's got a lot of work to do. I'm not for the fact that you know, let's call for Neil Lennon's head. I'm not saying that for one minute. I think a lot of Celtic supporters are thinking it. Uh, I think that Neil Lennon is a very good manager, but there's something wrong here. Uh, just the way, I know that, you know, I watched him against St. Johnston, free-flowing football, plenty of chances. They don't look comfortable at the back. He changed the system after 15, 20 minutes against a championship team at home. He started with a three, wasn't working. Put to a four, still wasn't working. I just think that um, Celtic will need to go back to the drawing board. I think they need signings and I think they need fresh faces. I think they need something to give this place a spark just now because it sure lives down. And you're not telling me that Neil Lennon's not feeling it because that's the first time I've watched Neil Lennon walk onto a pitch, grab his players round the circle and basically do a talk that he was probably doing the dressing room. So it shows me that Neil's feeling the pressure as well. Do you remember But Gordon? they're through, they're through. That's what you've got to say. Gordon, do you remember Phil Robert, uh, what's his name, Brown. Phil? Phil, Phil Brown, Brown yes. uh, at, at Hull, yeah. uh, doing the same thing. For me, it's a tactic to try and deflect away from what went on during the day. As ever, in this uncomplicated world of ours, everything is now about the 1st of September when Celtic go to Ibrooks. Uh, the Celtic fans will read everything into what happens that day. Gordon, does anyone come out of an afternoon like this with pass marks? Probably James Forrest, because he came on and got Neil Lennon out of jail. And the worst, the worst of it was, Gordon, for Stevie Crawford, and he won't say this because he'll be so proud of his players, Dunfermline were actually breaking and had a great opportunity against Celtic. And the lad, the midfield player, the lad, I think it's Coley, decided instead of playing the ball through and putting Celtic right under pressure, he tries something else, it breaks down, and what happens? Celtic got the part and scored a winning goal. Um, I don't think that, you know, I look at the back four. The Julian, I'm sorry just now, he's a lot of work to do. Ball and golly just tries, but everything he's trying has not come off for him. I look at McGregor in the middle of the park, one of the best midfield players in Scotland, by far. You hardly hardly notice him in the game just now. He's hardly been noticed. Uh, Mikey Johnston looks a spark. Uh, the two with Griffiths and Edward up top today, and a lot of Celtic fans would like to see that, and it was showed today, didn't particularly work. Um, so there's a lot of searching to be done here. Formation-wise, a, a, three, a three at the back against one... Uh, Dunfermline's uh, striker I found amazing no wonder I, I couldn't believe it took 25 minutes to change it because what happened was he was leaving three at back against one and it was a 9v7 and the rest of the pitch for Dunfermline and that's why Celtic couldn't break them down I think they need signings I'm not too sure about the 7 million and the 3 million I think that unless it improves quickly and you know fans they want to improve quickly there are people leaving here after 85, 90 minutes 
and he's one of your callers said he went home he had enough this is only two or three weeks into the season there's problems here uh, let's get the full time picture from Easter Road with Steve Cowan yeah, it finished here. Hibs 5, Morton 3, and a cracking game of football this afternoon. And all credit to Morton for giving uh, pushing Hibs all the way through to extra time. It was 2 2 all at half time. A couple of goals uh, by Scott Allen and Josh Vela put Hibs 2 0 up. But Morton pulled it back to 2 all with uh, Bob McHugh, cute finish at the front post, and then a Lewis Stevenson own goal. Hibs went in 3 2 in. Uh, again, it was Florian Camberry right through the middle. A long ball by David Gray, and he rounded Danny Rogers to slot home but in the 90th minute Morton made it 3-3 all they never gave up a ball bounced around the box and there was Reagan Tumulty he volleyed home after a scramble that Hibbs failed to clear into extra time and Hibbs went 4-3 up it was 30 minutes into the first half of extra time Scott Allen sent Florian Kimberry through the middle and he coolly slotted the ball under, under the Morton goalkeeper Danny Rogers for his second of the game but Morton manager David Hopkins he didn't like what he, what he saw in the build up to the goal he was red carded and he was sent to the stand to watch the rest of the game from there but right at the death at extra time Hibs made it 5-3 with a, and a minute of extra time remaining sub Christian Deutsch he came on and slipped the ball past Danny Rogers so Hibs into the quarterfinals they won 5-3 there we are what a dramatic afternoon at the capital and across the country in the Betfred Cup we're going to take more calls on your reaction to the game at Celtic Park and we'll try but it might be a bit ambitious given how late the game finished we'll try and hear from Neil Lennon next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray, and Gordon DL are here taking your calls after a dramatic day of Betfred Cup football. Celtic are through against them, Fairland, but only after extra time. Kilmarnock, uh, they go through as well, only after extra time against Hamilton. Partick Thistle go through against Ross County. After extra time uh, And you're getting the hang of this now Hibs go through against Morton After extra time It was quite a dramatic afternoon We'll try and hear from Neil Lennon Before we go off air at 6 o'clock But the game obviously finished a bit later Let's check in on Twitter At Clyde SSB And get some reaction uh, Where are we? Chris Scullion says Crazy to think people are calling for the head of a manager Who's only lost a single domestic game Since he joined in February that's Scottish football for you uh, But Mr M's coming at it from the Rangers side He says Lennon must stay Celtic fans have been too complacent Have been too focused on obsessing on Rangers They're now sleepwalking into the season Rangers fans are 100% behind the team and manager With the momentum We will concentrate on ourselves only After that tweet presumably Well, But there is no doubt I'm only talking about this season I think Neil Lennon came in and did a remarkable job following the departure of Brendan Rodgers and uh, I think the reaction to his appointment was over the top. The critical reaction to his appointment. This season, it's been a remarkable story of five days. On the morning of the match against FC Cluj, everything in Celtic's garden was rosy. By the morning after, everything was ropey. They've gone from rosy to ropey. And today was an embarrassment to be that close to penalties against a championship side. And there's general unhappiness. The fans are unhappy with the board. Some fans are unhappy with the manager. Others will stand by him. Of course they will. But I repeat, in our simple, uncomplicated little world here of internal rivalry, Everything comes down to what happens when Celtic go to Ibrox on the 1st of September. Alex and Parkhead, what did you make of it today, Alec? Hi, how are we doing, lads? Uh, well, as we say, you know, we're through uh, by the skin of our teeth. Uh, I'm not in the camp just yet about 
getting uh, Neil out the door. We've obviously got hearts to take Kerry before we even come to Rangers, but to think that this time last week that we'd scored 12 goals and only conceded two and we were, we were flying, we still, there was still talk about players coming in. We get the close game, that was a shock. You move on for there, and then the day, you know, I just, it was just, we were just dire, but we're through. But I think for me, if we go to the Ibrox, now we know what like these games can go. You can get in the Edward form in the world and you can get beat 1-0. But if Celtic go to Ibrox, and if we play well and if we get beat, that's fair enough. But if we go to Ibrox and we play the way we play today, Rangers will tear us apart. Gordon DL, mm-hmm. clearly the performance wasn't there. I think everyone knows no. that. But, but, but Alex right. I mean, Celtic... Are through the damage In fact there hasn't been Any damage done Apart from maybe An injury to Christopher Iyer There hasn't been any damage done um, Did the team look like They were lacking In some sort of confidence How would you assess What, the, what was behind the performance the, mo- the most important thing today was It was always going to be difficult If Celtic didn't get an early goal And that didn't happen And it was all credit to The way Stevie Crawford Set his team up Very defensive of course And quite rightly so Made it very hard um, looked very well organised so Celtic couldn't get that breakthrough they tried the three at the back system um, it wasn't working they went to a back four they tried to shove the full backs on higher up the pitch and that wasn't working either, they played with Edward and Griffiths up front that didn't work, now it's early doors, I don't think Neil Lennon should get the sack, let me just be clear in that, it's early doors the one thing that Celtic have got in their favour is they've got bags of talent Bags of players with enormous talent. And they will come through this because it has been a poor few days for them. But my big concern, Gordon, and I keep saying I'm willing to give people time. I'm not convinced with the back four. I think Alex said it earlier about the quality that Celtic have lost in that back four for last season. It just doesn't look the same. And I think a good team with good forward-thinking players that go at Celtic could get a lot of rewards against them. But let's not forget, the captain wasn't playing, Forrest wasn't playing, they had players there that can come on and make such a big difference for them. It was flat today, there wasn't a great crowd in here, the atmosphere wasn't great as as it normally is, so it was a very, very hard task. But Neil Lennon just shows you what he was thinking and the fact that just at the end there, walking out, making sure no player left that pitch, got them round the circle, I don't know what he said, but it must have been about we'll all stick together, all that sort of stuff, he could have easily done that in the dressing room, but he wanted to show the fans we're all together uh, Alec, how are you feeling about the coming week then, because a lot of people are obviously focusing on the game at Ibrox, but a lot's still to happen before then, can Celtic recover from this, and that, that, that feels weird even asking the question because what are they recovering from Alec, they've won the game but we're getting people on here calling for Neil Lennon's head, so what how do you feel ahead of this week coming up? Well, I think that I think that we need to, as Gordon says, we, we need to get back and find out where, you know, somewhere along the line there's been a blip. You know, you can't just go for, for banging in seven goals to banging in five goals, like I say, conceding two. To, it's as if there's a big dark cloud. Now, we've, I know that we've got the European game, but I'm focused on the Hearts game. If we can, I think what we need today, I don't think Julian's up to speed yet. I think we need to try and get back to having a settled back four going into the, the game at Ibrox because uh, 
I don't think I would be too confident with a big chap going in, and it only costs seven million. But we just need to. There's something. There's something misses somewhere along the line. We've still got time to bring players in in the transfer window, and. Right now, if you were to offer me a draw, and I know that this is crazy saying this because I'm famous been on this show for saying the score will be whatever it'll be when Rangers go when Rangers play Celtic. But if you offered me a draw, going to Ibrox right now, I'd bite your hand off it. Gordon DL, yeah. uh, the question around Christopher Julian, you said he didn't look comfortable. Ayer uh, went off injured today, am I correct? Yeah, did, he did. Look, did it look like a serious one? Did it look like one which may keep him out and therefore require Julian to stay in, no matter what people yeah, think? He, he looked in a bit of uh, pain. I'll be interested to see what the Celtic manager says after that. Gordon, these guys have come in to your country. It's a new football for them. It's a different kind of football. It's a massive club. Expectations are so high, especially with what's stake this year. They've been seven, seven million, three million, respectively. It's not been a good start. It certainly has not been a good start. And Neil will need to work on this before he goes to... I know he's got hearts. We understand that. That'll be a difficult game, but I fully expect him to win that. If they go to Ibrox and sort of a defend the way they defend, they've defended now, even against Motherwell, I know that they ran out comfortable winners, but there was times when you looked at them, they were very nervous at the back. Ball and Golly come in for a lot of criticism. Julian, I don't think, was commanding in the area for Motherwell's second goal. And even today, early doors, he easily let the lad Nesbitt in with poor, poor defending, which could have been punished. You go to Ibrox and you defend that way. The way Rangers are playing, they will punish you. OK, let's get the views of Malky and Pollock. Hi, Malky. How are you doing, all right? Yes, what did you make of that today? Uh, well, OK, we were poor. Through. That's the most important thing. And see all this nonsense about uh, get learning out. As these guys, see that guy that was on at the start that says he walked out after 90 minutes? Was he there all last season when Rogers was a manager? I walked out half the time when Rogers was a manager. So don't, shouldn't be getting on to Neil Lennon. Rogers' games were absolutely a hard, hard watch. I heard you saying it often all season. It's a hard watch watching Celtic. Lennon will get it right. Just give the guy time. Yeah, but the manager that goes, what, what other Scottish managers got? Uh, any Scottish team in the last 16 in the Champions League? Maybe. Yeah, but you can't, I, I think time. Alec McLeish and uh, Stratton did it, did they know? Yeah. Uh, no, no, twice. Anyway, no, I, I don't think it's. He never said that. He says the last sixteen. The this is where Glasgow is is unique. You, there, there is no doubt about that because yeah. we are actually having a discussion. It's a real mixed bag. Malky's coming on and defending Neil Lennon. Other people are calling for him to go. And as someone tweets in, the guy's lost one competitive game since he came back to Celtic. Yeah, but I did say to you this would be a season like no other because the stakes are so high, and Europe doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to the Celtic supporters. Well, it mattered the other night, but you you mean in terms of the bigger picture of nine and ten yeah, in a yeah, row? Yeah, they, they want nine in a row more than they want anything in Europe. Uh, and the last five days have given them serious cause for concern. And there are such concerns about Bolingoli and Julian. I said to you last week, Gordon, I would not go to Ibrox with either of them in the team because Rangers will take. Severe advantage of that uh, However The Celtic fans Will judge everything On what happens against Rangers On the 1st of September Because they will know from that How the rest of the season is going to go And 
while still being so far in front of other Scottish teams, although not showing that too well today, the four games against Rangers will be pivotal in terms of the league title and the fans will draw their own conclusions on the 1st of September uh, Malky ex- Elaborate a bit then we're, get- we're getting a lot of negativity A lot of doom and gloom From your fellow Celtic fans tonight Why are you Maintaining a bit more of a calm head? Well they guys Kind of been at uh, Park Heads when, uh, when Rogers was there I don't know many times I walked out When Rogers was the manager His style of football Was absolutely shocking At least he was going to Get his attacking football I we might know We should go at the back But the guys have got to bed in Give them time to bed in I know everybody's shouting get rid of uh, Bongoli and Julian. Give the guys a chance. Well, Neil Lennon didn't give them a chance. Neil Lennon didn't give them a chance. He left them out. On Tuesday, he never never, played them all the other times. I know he never played them on Tuesday, which is a mistake. I think he's listening to people in in the backroom staff that he shouldn't be listening to uh, because the same people are still there that told Brendan Rodgers not to play Singway left back and play Callum McGregor at left back at Ibrox and you've seen what happened there it was the worst game we've ever had but surely Neil Lennon Malcolm surely Neil Lennon was privy to the, that game as well he would have seen that Callum McGregor didn't play particularly well so he's also he the manager pass, so yeah, regardless of who he's that's what I was going to say regardless of stuff. who he is or isn't listening to it's his, it's his call yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, to, ultimately exactly but I think he's, he's been leaned on too much but that would still be his fault that, Malky, Even if that were true And there's nothing to suggest it is That would still be his fault for letting that happen Would it not? Oh, Exactly, I know but that's my point He's, he's listening and people behind him And see he's just taking his own decisions Okay the full time whistle is almost upon us Hugh Keevens, what a dramatic day It has been in the Bet Fred Cup None more so than that game at Celtic Park Your closing thoughts please James Forrest has saved Celtic Big time if they had gone out today It would have been a tremendous embarrassment for the club But they go into the last eight With Partick Thistle, Hibs, Hearts, Livingston Kilmarnock Tomorrow they'll be joined by Rangers And then it's down to Aberdeen at Dens Park Aberdeen three games in a row No goals We are out of time But we can do it all over again on Monday night at 6 o'clock Alex Ray will be back Hugh Keevens will be back as well And we'll look back on all the big talking points From an exciting weekend of Scottish football In the meantime, stay where you are And get your weekend started in the company of Cassie She's in for George on the GBX Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.